Fair warning, friends, there are many spoilers in this episode for the movie Prey. Enter at your own risk. Doctor, come on, what, what? Always do the right thing. Get away from her, you bitch! Shit just got real. Better alive, you are coming with me. Samsonite. That was way off. Welcome to Very Famous Movie Podcast. I'm Sean Robb. I'm John Valley. And I am Robert Jordan Hunt. You better cover your body in ice cold mud, you idiot, because the predator's coming. This week we review Prey. Jordan, give us a little context as to what this movie is about. Uh, what is Prey? So, this is a prequel of sorts. It takes place in 1719 uh, in the Great Northern Plains. And it follows a young Comanche woman who is trying to become a warrior, a hunter for her tribe. But that goes against the grain, of course, as these are the olden times. Um, And while she's trying to hunt a mountain lion that is preying on her tribe, her and her fellow warriors encounter something from above. Both sides are stripped down a little bit more. Like the Predator hasn't advanced as much. It's 300 years prior than, like, say, Predator. Or is it 200? 266. 260 years, excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is just a lean, mean fucking action flick. It's it's as good as it gets, in my opinion. Like, this is maybe not, it's the second best Predator movie, I think. Oh, you think it's the second best? Oh. Now we Jordan's favorite is Alien versus Predator Requiem. 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 ABP Requiem for a Dream. That is the ABP Requiem. God, the crossover we never knew we wanted. I think this movie is super cool. I I didn't know what to expect from it. You kind of have to be sort of uh, skeptical of any new Predator movie coming out. Obviously, any ongoing franchise has its moments where it can get a little bit soft after a certain amount of time. But, you know, after the Comic-Con reviews and seeing, like, what the concept of of the film was, knowing that it was something that was going to be within the Predator universe but still unique... And something fresh. I think there's so much of Predator versus nature in general in this one outside of just Predator versus man. And I think that you're seeing a lot of um, the evolution of the Predator within this, which I think is such a cool idea. I never really considered that the Predator technology would would be you know, not quite as advanced at this time period, which obviously makes perfect sense. But I thought it was such a cool detail for them to have in, in it because it could have very easily just bypassed that. And nobody probably would have asked why. Um, totally. But I, I think there are a lot of interesting, clever choices in this movie. And, and for it being a straight-to-VOD thing, I, I, I've got to say I'm pretty surprised with the, the outcome. Yeah, definitely. And, and to that point with the retro gear that the Predator has, it's still kind of paying homage to uh, the fans. And mm-hmm. it's leaning on the tropes, like the sounds, the, the vision, the, the laser pointer thing that it has on its helmet. But instead of shooting energy blasts, it's shooting like these metal magnetized rails through the air that the predator then has to go retrieve from its kill like you would with an arrow or uh, a a hatchet as the uh, Mm -hmm. main character Naru played by Amber Mid-Thunder hold hold for thunder sound effect (laughs) Um, yeah she is incredible in this movie and I think it's a really great character that sort of plays off of some of the really cool women character from the 80s that we saw in movies like Predator uh, or Aliens or Alien. Yeah, just Mid-Thunder, this girl's a fucking star. 
man. Like she just commands the screen. Like there's one shot at the very beginning um, where she's just kind of walking through her um, tribe, like their the, the little uh, village. And it's just one shot. It just stays on her, kind of reacting to everyone going, you know, and they're just, the whole tribe's going about their normal day. It's a great world you know, everyone's building. Everyone's got a job. Great mm-hmm. world building. But, like, the camera just, the focus is on her, and she's just, I mean, just magnetic. But for as far as the movie is concerned, though, like, I think the Predator sequels uh, mostly suck. Predator 2 um, is Predator 2 great. Rules. It's yeah. a great sequel. And then so the... Fun. The Robert Rodriguez produced Predators is fun, but it's not like super it's, remarkable. It's, Whereas like it's middle of the road. Yeah, but like Prey, it, it really gets back to the basics, I think, of just being a boots on the ground, forward momentum action movie that really then exploits the medium of filmmaking super well. Whereas I feel like so many of the, you know, sequels of the Alien movies and uh, Predator, it goes so far out and tries to explain all these different worlds and kind of Mm. details and technology. It gets really like bogged down with that stuff. And I think what worked so well about the original Predator was that it was just this freight train. Yeah, like you said earlier, Sean, uh, man versus nature, man versus machine, man versus self. Uh, it's the supernatural. It's just like when you distill down story to what it is, it, you get these Two awesome predator movies. Mm-hmm. Bare basic bones. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. I mean, one, it, you can tell that the director loves this universe, right? Mm-hmm. Like he loves, well, that he loves genre in general. Like if you've seen Tin Cloverfield Lane, you know that. I will say but, a, a critique I had on the movie is that there wasn't a lot of praying in it. I was cut. That's why I watched it on a Sunday morning, is because I couldn't make it to mass, and uh, and so you gotta it, get your service. Yeah, I was kind of sitting there clocking it, and it's like no, they're never they never pray. Your priest is a predator, so I, this is actually starting to make sense here. Oh, um, pray! <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> What's really smart? They really spent some time with with the characters a little bit, especially with Naru and her brother. It, at least just enough for you to start caring about them a little bit, so that like when people start getting picked off, it really creates that tension and suspense, and just like, oh shit, are they gonna make it? Classic action movie tropes, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's not the good word, but um, it, no, like, but it's they, exactly as it should be. They they do the work in the in the beginning to show you the difference between the brother and the sister and sort of mm-hmm. the competition between them but you do believe right from the get-go that they love each other and they support each other and this kind of plays off a critique I had on uh, the last episode with Nope that I just didn't think there was enough uh, real estate built into this brother-sister relationship to where you really care about their relationship by the end of the movie Whereas with Prey, when the brother is sort of uh, missing or when he's out, like, kind of separated from the group and he comes back to save her, it's a pretty uh, emotional moment. And and you mm-hmm. really do feel for what happens to him. And in, in a very Billy fashion, like you pointed out, Sean, he, oh, he, yeah. he has, like, a kind of a similar demise um, and, and similar sort of damage to him. You know, it feels like this kind yeah. of wink at the Billy character from the original Predator. But you just feel this this really strong realistic camaraderie that then gets taken away from you and in this character of Nauru's darkest moment you know this is her dark night of the soul and this yeah. is where she really has to muster all of her courage and everything she's learned throughout the course of the movie because you see that although she's very determined to prove her worth she she fails a lot and she kind of falls short of success but it's this really nice kind of slow progression of where she's getting better and better and better so that by the end of the movie when she's facing off against this predator it all makes sense it's all kind of believable yes. yeah, yeah she's a very pers- 
consistent character in it, which I think is really cool. And that, mm-hmm. you know, you, you could very easily shut that down after the first mistake or shortcoming. And it, it's kind of just a continual build. And, you know, it's stated early on. She states, I want to do this because you don't believe that I can. Yeah. Yes. She's working so hard to prove that. And that obviously she proves it ultimately in the end by defeating the predator. And I think that there's also not like a ton of fan service that becomes annoying. I think that yeah. Dan Trachtenberg did a really good job of kind of tiptoeing around some fan service and in a way that well, is still he, really he fun really and like, rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he would, he would kind of like, um, he tricks you a little bit with some of those fan service moments, which is yeah. amazing. Like yeah, falling you, you in the mud initially. Right. You you're like, like oh, oh, that's going to come back. Right. Yeah, exactly. And then it turned, he uses it for something completely different, which is yeah. great. Another thing I really liked, especially with, uh, mid thunders character very quickly, it's established how badass she is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? character through action not because we're told but because she's fucking throwing that axe and making some kind of symbol from 30 feet away you know what right. i mean it's like you know maybe she's not 100 ready but she's badass and i love like visual language you know that's how that's how we're told we're not we're not specifically told she's this great warrior who's fought 30 whatever it's like no let me show you yeah and because she's I also proving that. herself to people that are not really right. You know, they're, she's not really being given the opportunity, like I'm sure some of the, her male counterparts in, in this reality. So it's it's really about her overcoming like a lot uh, additional obstacles and then ultimately killing an alien, which is pretty fucking amazing. It, it really escalates in a nice way. And I feel like there are these really nice nods back to the original and the first and second ones. There's great yes. Ref, yes, Sean, like, you fan references the, the to both. Thing. Yeah, the, yeah, she you know she receives a, a pistol at, at one point, and if you've seen Predator Two recently, you know at the very end of Predator Two, one of the predators gives Danny Glover this gun as basically a, a prize for killing yeah. another predator. So, yeah. so it it makes you wonder like, oh, okay, this is cool. They brought in Predator Two, but you know she has the gun. So how did the predators get the gun? I think that's something where that's a, a sort of secret set up to a sequel where. Well, it's like, uh, well, they'd have to come back. Actually, specifically, Sean, and I, I have to note, uh, our buddy Ray Garza pointed this out, in those, the credit sequence, like, right mm-hmm. as the movie ends, the animated sequence, at the very end, yeah, you like, because it profiles the whole in, movie, yeah. She, she, yeah, you see a ship coming in. I was like, oh, that's cool. But I, I really like, even though it has all these references to the other movies, like, this is very much a standalone it's movie. It's its own thing, You could watch this movie. Right, Yeah. It's you could watch having never seen a Predator movie, you could watch this and just be perfectly fine because like it stands on its own, which I fucking love that. I have to really quick. I have to talk about that fucking title card. Oh, that was one of the fucking hardest, best like title cards I've seen in a while. Talk about it, Jordan. Tell us about the title card. It just and go. I mean, I would I would do it a disservice to try to describe it, but it's it's just very fluid and like where the title comes from the top of the screen down as the camera pans up. It's just, I don't know. You, you gotta see it to believe it. You Whatever. gotta see it to believe it. it it's, just, it's just, it's a very satisfying moment. Yeah, it's like very... right when we, we've established Naru's world, um, we, right. we've sort of established her weight in the tribe, and she's out kind of on the hunt, and she hears this like thunderous drone from above, and she mm. walks out of the trees and looks up into the clouds, and we, the audience, know what we're seeing. She believes it to be a sign from the gods that she is being prepared to uh, enter her stage of life where she is a warrior, and so she she right. believes it to be like the gods speaking to her. But she looks up, the camera tilts, and finds 
this like giant uh, sci-fi machine kind of flying through the clouds and creating this contrail behind it and there's electricity popping because it's coming through the atmosphere and it's fucking gnarly to Jordan's point yeah. and it keeps tilting up into the sky and it yeah like you said it meets this old school classic uh, movie title like big grand kind of telling you what you're yeah. in for and it really yeah, does yeah. deliver I mean oh yeah I have critiques on this movie, but, you know, as we've discussed before, we don't like to shit on movies too much. And my critiques, like, who fucking cares? It was just fun, and it wasn't trying to be anything more than it was. Sure. You know what? God yes. And that's that's something I'm always... What? I, I can... I can um... Say it. <laughs> you better fucking say it, Jordan. Just say it. We're all listening. That goes that goes a long way for me. You know what I mean? When the movie knows exactly what it is. It's yeah. not trying to be anything else. Yes. And it, it is so successful at that. Like, because there are a few limitations, right? Because, like, some of the CGI is yeah. not amazing. This, right. like There's the, a lot of CGI the animals, animals. And it's it, and it is it's very obvious, but I really don't feel like it didn't it never took me out of the movie. Right. 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 Because I'm not expecting them to kill a bear, you know? Or Well, and also, as a nice little link, like talking about nope again, you know, it probably is better to have a fucking CGI bear rather than a real one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it just makes sense. And granted, a bigger budget movie probably could have had better CG. Who's your favorite movie bear? Bart oh. the Bear. Bart. Bart the bear. What's the uh, the bear from the edge? That's my favorite. Bart the bear. Bart. Let's talk about the design of the Predator because that's such a huge uh, component to these movies. Alien movies, RoboCop movies, uh, you know, those big sci-fi 80s movies really live and die with their designs. And the Predator was always kind of uh, head and shoulders above a lot of other uh, 80s action movies like that. The the design of the Predator from the original is iconic. And although there have been great designs in the past, I was pleasantly surprised with how unique and effective this new one was. Man, I think it's, you know, again, going back to the CG thing where... you know, we're. I'm, I know that we're a little more critical of that stuff than and some some people, but only in a sense where I, I practical is always better to me. And there are moments where there is uh, some clear CG predator action going on, but I think overall the design of the predator is so fucking tough, man. It's yeah. it's like one of the yeah. gnarliest, meanest looking designs. His helmet is essentially a skull. Uh, he's yeah. he's not wearing as much armor. He's He's, I don't know, leaner and meaner looking. Yeah. yeah, like he, it's clearly like, I again, going back to what a great idea to just incorporate like the evolution of the Predator into this. Yeah. Where you're, you can kind of look at it and be like, wow, that's a really great idea to be like, it doesn't have to look exactly the same uh, because 300 years later, this is what they'll become. But at this right. time, it's not like he, he doesn't have a ton of armor on, you know, he's using a physical shield and you know staff i tried my hardest but i I, i've only seen the movie once but i couldn't count how many abs it had but it had a lot of abs (laughs) it had like an 18 pack i think it was an 18 pack pack. i counted over 12 i also appreciate how much the predator gets his ass kicked throughout like he's not totally you know he's getting bit and cut all the time yeah yeah and it's honestly it's i feel like more often than not like the actual animals have a better chance against him and a lot of the fights the bear kind of lays into him and draws blood the wolf draws blood but it's not until he gets to the people where the people just get really fucking annihilated I, i think the design is so cool and i think even though there are definitely some cgi shots of predator like they that's where they put the money you know oh, what yeah. I mean? sure, it looks yeah. it looks better than like the CGI bear for sure. It's yeah. not it's not the best I've ever seen, but they they put the money where they should have. 
Well, speaking of money, but, Jordan, talk to us about the problems with finding information on the budget. We know this movie's performing well, but we don't know how well. So this is the weird thing about streamers sometimes. Companies tend to not give out a lot of information. Like Netflix always gives out monthly information, but it's it's based on, well, we don't know what it's based on. They just say, well, this movie was watched a total of 500 million minutes. And it's like, okay, but was it watched all the way through? Does that right. mean only five minutes were watched? You know what I mean? It's not yeah. exactly accurate. And how do you quantify and those amounts? Like Exactly. Nobody knows, or at least nobody on the outside knows. Right. Um, it's, it's a very bizarre thing. And like I couldn't even find a budget for this movie, and I, I, I this is pure speculation. What's your guess? What do you? That's... How do you think? How much do you think this movie costs, Jordan? I would guess this costs like around forty million dollars. Maybe fifty. Sean, what's um, your guess? Uh, I have no idea. Money is meaningless <laughs> to me. So, <laughs> Des, what's up? But uh, it, it, I don't know. It's so it's weird. It's hard. It's hard to say. But I mean, the movie feels small, um, which I think works. Honestly, for what it's trying to do, it makes, so does the it, first it just, one exactly. The, fir- exactly. the first one's yeah. like when you go back and watch it, it's it's pretty small and like very contained. Yes. And I loved. Yes, I, I'm a big fan of just locked off static shots with really nice composition. Oh. But when you go back and up. watch that original one, it is constantly moving. Like it's a ton of steady cam work. Uh, yeah. where it's gliding through the trees. And I, that shot that you were talking about earlier, Jordan, where it's establishing Naru's world and just following her in this very powerful and, yes. and uh, excellently choreographed manner, it just brought back those chills of like the moving camera yes. from the original one. Yeah, I, w- I was going to say like this one... Just not chills. just. I mean, I had chills. I, I have COVID. Chills. I have COVID. So COVID. That's, <laughs> that's probably why, but... Uh, yeah. Um, no, it's, it's, the movie's really well shot, um, like it looks beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous, but the action's really well shot. But also, and kind of to the point of what you were saying, John, like the original Pe- Predator has so many honestly amazing shots that are just very simple, steady cam shots. And this movie employs the same. And it's, it's just, I mean, good composition, it, like, good like composition. powerful characters. It's great. Yeah, it, it's it, like I said, it, like it, it's the fundamentals, filmmaking fundamentals. And I feel like we've been seeing a lot more of this recently. Um, like with Nope, you know what I mean? Just like simple decisions or simple choices, but that they they add up big. You know, you make enough of those and it really just comes through. Yeah. Great kill. definitely some fun Great stuff. Great kill. I think lots, at one point lots he of heads cutting off. Lots chops of off heads. a head with his weird arm shield and Yeah. Yeah, and people people are really loving it. It's like it's a seven point three oh, out of ten on IMDB. It's a ninety three percent on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, um, which is insane. Which is, I mean, especially for the Rotten Tomatoes, like for a genre action film to be getting reviews like that is pretty. It's a testament to the quality of the movie, and it is cool. Even though, I mean, it wasn't theatrical; it was straight to streaming. But I mean, even though we don't know the exact budget, just know that it was mid. Again, it just goes to show. It's like, man, there's you can make mid-sized movies and have them be fucking awesome. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, and satisfying. Uh, real quick, one kind of random Hurry. thing. Well, it was originally it was originally going to be theatrical, you know, before the merger of of Disney buying Fox. Yes. Right. And the idea was Quicker. I don't know how far this would have actually gone, but uh, the director said that they what they wanted to do was 
market it as if it was just like a an in a Native American like thriller, uh, you know, mm-hmm. without including Predator, like having the Predator mm-hmm. be a reveal. Mm-hmm. And it's like in theory that would be amazing, but I don't. Not in I today's, don't see how you. Not in today's world, right? I don't I, see how it could get away with it. But yeah. man, how fucking cool would that be? It would spill like, immediately. I mean, it, it, it's like yes, somebody trying to remake From Dust Till Dawn. Now it's. You know, if you, right. you have a huge budget and the, it's all kind of hinging on this big reveal, it's like the second right. somebody, somebody's going to tweet about it while they're in the movie theater. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's totally. There's well, no way yeah. to kind of keep it. It's a secret that would only like keep for one day if yeah. if they got it to release. I would kind of push back on that though. I th- I think that's still <laughs> doable. You, man. <laughs> Could they have hidden the fact that this was a Predator movie? Split? Is it Split? Oh yeah. So. If you haven't seen Split, plug oh, yeah. your ears for a second. Well, but Split yes, but, was an M. Night Shyamalan yeah, 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 movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big theatrical release, and nobody knew that it was a uh, Unbreakable uh, Well, sequel. I would argue that That's less true. people care about Unbreakable and, than Predator. Uh, I would, I don't know. Oh, unbreakable is well very well-renowned, the first one. Not necessarily Glass. <laughs> and how do you know that, It's Jordan? up there, yeah, dude. Right. Like, people love person? that movie. Who are you? Who are you talking to that we aren't? I mean, don't get me wrong. I think Unbreakable is Shyamalan's best um, movie, but I, but I just awesome feel like the, the when you were watching the cultural, that movie. yeah. I mean, incredible. But do you hate M Night Shyamalan? I don't at all. Why do I, you? I, I, I'm a, one I am our, a big fan of Unbreakable, and uh, some he's of a great his other filmmaker. Films, but, he's made uh, some bad movies, but he's great. Yeah, yeah. I would watch 10 more movies like this and they could each be standalone things. You know what I mean? Totally. I mean, uh, Predator versus Samurais. Predator versus Ancient Greeks. Greeks, Whatever. Like, fucking... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whatever. Predator in the Coliseum. Roman. Hello. We're breaking it. See, I'm telling... Like, there's there's so many... Why not? You know, obviously you need to get the the storytelling basics down. The success of this movie... Yeah, the the success of this movie too... Is very exciting for what's to come down the Hulu Pike, because uh, we've got an Alien series that's about to uh, enter our worlds from uh, Noah Hawley. Did you say Noah Hawley or Josh Hawley? Noah Hawley. Yeah, 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 he's not uh, responsible. That is super exciting because Noah Hawley Noah had Hawley? done the Fargo. He he did the Fargo series also, on uh, FX uh, and also Legion, Legion, which kind um, of ties that together a little bit. He he's a great right. showrunner. Really um, incredible the, show. The idea is, what if what if the Alien yeah, series yes. through who like now here this is interesting. We might be breaking a conspiracy theory here. What if the uh, Alien series is tied into Prey? Hey John, let's let's roll into some hot goss. I mean, I think everyone's heard about it by now, but uh, Warner Brothers has officially canceled Batgirl. The movie that was going to be streaming. I didn't on even HBO know it existed. Max. And what's really crazy, whether you're excited I about had the no movie, idea. did you really not? Like Michael Keaton and is Brandon back as Frazier Batman in, in that it. movie. Like, it's insane. I only heard about He's it the when, they, when they uh, it's, announced it's, that they were going to can it or shelve it. Well, what, what's crazy is what's really bad about this, whether you were excited for it or not. Warner Brothers has new leadership. They've been bought by Discovery Plus. And basically, uh, the dude in charge loves white men. He's gone on record as saying he's not taking into account any diversity whatsoever. That's cool. He, he's right. actually said cool that in like a press release. Um, who the fuck wants to work for somebody who can, at the drop yeah, of a hat, right. throw away your movie? Like, it doesn't matter whether the movie was so bad or unreleasable. No, it certainly like, has it hasn't not stopped, stopped a studio before, DC, ever, know. in the history of Hollywood. They, <laughs> yeah. they released Morbius twice. Yeah, that should, that should be a war crime, for sure. 
Yeah, it cost $90 million. It was not just some $2 million or whatever. And the thing is, like, they even, they announced it without letting the directors know. And it's a directing pair. Um, and they were out oh out of God. country for one of their weddings. Like, his wedding was the day before and they didn't tell him. Like, that's what's crazy. And here's my little anecdote I also have. Another movie that got this same, exact same treatment. It was an animated Scooby-Doo movie um, that... Same thing. It was basically done. Like, Batgirl was almost in the can, right? All he needed was some uh, post-production work. And They're same shelving thing with the, the Scooby-Doo <laughs> movie? Yes. Motherfuckers. And, you know, no- nothing is happening to the Flash motion picture, which stars... Another Predator. Criminal, abuser. Oh, so we are predator. getting another Predator film. That's full steam it's ahead. new Flash movie. He could run so fast, he could stop time, though. And that's our show, folks. Thanks for sticking with us this long. Join us next time when we discuss the 20th anniversary of Sam Raimi's Spider-Man.